1: Every day.
2: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. It is game day, December 11th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will talk about the Orlando Magic's game coming up against the Atlanta Hawks, what to expect from this game, as well as what to expect from the rest of the preseason, the things you should be watching for—that's not the final score because the final score doesn't matter. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment as the Orlando Magic begin their 2021 season with their first preseason game on Friday. Before we get into that, any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching gravity download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks ahead of the, tonight's game? Check out Locked On Hawks. They are actually the best source for the Atlanta Hawks that you can find anywhere else. Probably going to give you a better look at their team than I will here, but who cares about their team? It's the preseason. Um, check, out, check out those podcasts plus all the great podcasts in the NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB uh, networks too. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time during the course of the season, you know that I do tend to spend a lot of my time covering games. It is, it is what I find the most interesting and valuable part of the season. And, and, and it, this is very much in my wheelhouse. And I, and I do tend on this podcast to try... And preview the upcoming opponent. I want to. I, this is a daily podcast. You come here to get set for your day with the with the team. So you want to know what's going on with the other team. But this being the preseason, frankly, the other team doesn't matter. The Magic could be playing the Lakers. They could be playing the Clippers. They could be playing the Bucks. They could be playing the Bulls. They could be playing the Heat. They could be playing anybody. But it does not matter. Yes. The Atlanta Hawks are a team that the Magic are going to be playing against and competing against for a playoff spot throughout the course of the season. And will this game provide the Magic some game tape to uh, review and help them prepare for that matchup? Sure. Why not? The Magic don't see the Hawks until the very last game of the first half of the season, the last game that is currently scheduled for the Magic. So, if I'm not as interested in what the Hawks are doing on Friday night or on Sunday night for that matter, please excuse me. Um, it, it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't love you. It's that there are far more important fish to fry. There are far more important things to take a look at here in this game. Now, I will not glance over the Atlanta Hawks. They have Trey Young, who is a dynamic scorer. They, have, they added a bunch of pieces this offseason. To a core that's an interesting young core with John Collins, who has had, who's put up some some very big numbers and, and has been it was a very important part of their team and him missing 25 games at the start of the season because of a a PED because of a substance abuse um, suspension really hurt the Hawks and put them in a hole they never climbed out of. Um, they've got nice young players. I like DeAndre Hunter, although you know certainly his shot has still needs to come along needs to come a long way. Cam Reddish showed some nice signs um, throughout the course of the season as well. Um, Kevin Herter is a great shooter, but to be frank, the Hawks made the right move this offseason. They pushed their chips into the middle and said, Trey Young is a budding star. We need to spend our draft capital or we need to spend our cap room, essentially, to get veteran players and provide him a winning environment. We can figure out how to get to the next level later. Let's get to the playoffs. They're They're in somewhat of the same spot the Magic were in two, three years ago, where it was just like, Let's just get into the playoffs and then we can figure out how to get better from there. Because if we get into the playoffs, something's going to emerge that that got us there, and we can build around that. Obviously, building around Trey Young is very different than building around Nikola Vucevic, and that's why the Hawks seem to have a much brighter future than the Orlando Magic right now. But the Hawks made those all in moves. And not, not, not all in moves, but made those moves to propel them up the standings. And yes, we are talking about the Hawks who finished with the worst record. In the Eastern Conference last year, as a potential team, or not the worst record, but finished with one of the worst records in the Eastern Conference last year, as a potential team to make the playoffs. It's all because of Trey Young. But they did a good job adding some pieces that will make that team better. They added Danilo Gallinari, who has long been one of the most underrated uh, and overlooked players in the league. He is a fantastic scorer and shooter. They added Bogdan Bogdanovich, who... um, you know the Milwaukee Bucks apparently were after, but no one told Bogdanovich, um, but he is very clearly a, a dynamic scorer and, and, and someone that the Sacramento Kings were, uh, frankly, I think a little hesitant to let go of. The price tag just became too much. They um, added a veteran point guard in Rajon Rondo to move Trey Young off the ball and give him some guidance, which is a great move. Rajon Rondo is a perfect player to add to that mix. Um, they had Clint Capella, who they acquired in a trade with the with the Houston Rockets uh, last year. Um, he's now health, he is reportedly healthy and, and and ready to play as well. This is a this is a much different and more talented Hawks team, but they're going to need some time to coalesce. They're going to need some time to figure things out. And guess what? The Hawks, as a team, have not played competitive basketball since March. Um, Steve Clifford, you know, asked Steve Clifford about this the other day about whether there is an advantage for the teams that played in the bubble and he said absolutely there will be. You know, Dwayne Bacon is still trying to get his legs under him because he has not played basketball in a organized 5 on 5 basketball since March. That is a long layover. That is a long layoff. We're talking 9 months, long long time. And so this preseason game is going to be in, is not going to be indicative of how good the Hawks can be. It's not going to be indicative of anything. Really, the task in this preseason game, this task in these first two preseason games, is to show progress. You want again, very, very. This is always a point that I make during the preseason. You want to be better in each successive preseason game. You want your starters to be better. The final score doesn't matter. I don't care if the Magic win this game. It, that that doesn't matter. But I want to see is that the team's fundamentals are strong. I'm sure the Hawks are thinking the same way. In fact, Steve Clifford said in, in his media call on on Thursday that he is already texting with Lloyd Pierce to say, hey, you know, we want to work on our zone offense. Please, if you would, you know, just run some zone at at you know, a certain point in the game. Um, and Clifford's going to do the same for Lloyd Pierce. So there is definitely some, you know, some working together and some collaboration to make sure both teams get out of this game what they want. So again, when we, when we reconvene to talk about this game on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic, and we'll talk about this game in conjunction with Sunday's game, the second game of this series, We'll note the final score. If the teams are going for it at the end, we might comment on that. But that part isn't important. The final score isn't important except in so much as the team holds true to its fundamentals, to what it's trying to do. We don't want the Magic go out there and get blown out. If the Magic get blown out, that's concerning. If the Magic blow out the Hawks, that's nice, but that doesn't tell us anything either. What we want to see is the team Playing hard defensively, we want to see the team moving and and creating good shot opportunities on offense. We want to see the team's identity begin to form. Because, you know, for for us, at least in the media and the public, this is our first chance to watch the team. And and again, the game is not available on Fox Sports Florida here in Central Florida. It will be available on League Pass. I am not 100% sure it's going to be available on League Pass for those living in Orlando. Those games do tend to get blacked out. Um, and at this point, it is not you know there was that one preseason game last year that that Fox Sports Florida simulcasted along with Fox Sports Detroit. There's no word that that's going to happen yet. So right now, even fans are going to be a little bit in the dark about this game. There will be a way to watch. There will be highlights. It is airing on Atlanta's Fox Sports affiliate, so it, there will be highlights. We will be able to get at least some understanding of what happened. Uh, and again, we'll see if League Pass makes it available to us here in Orlando because the game is not on TV in Orlando. Um, and so, if you do order leap pass, or if you do have leap pass, that might be that might help out in, in clearing some of these gaps. But again, what we want to see is the fundamentals. Is the team defending well? Is the team looking like the team it will wants to be? There will be mistakes. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be ugly. This is not going to be good basketball. We saw how difficult the magic, how you know how scattered the magic looked in the scrimmages before the bubble games began, or or before the seeding round began in July. Um, and it, it definitely it, it definitely needed some work, but the Magic got there. By the time the Brooklyn game started, the Magic were there. The Magic were ready to play. And, and so again, we want to see that steady progression. There are a lot of things to keep an eye on, though. Some specific things that we do want to keep an eye on as the as Magic begin the preseason. We'll talk a little bit about those coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Go. Um, everyone has their wall. It's usually at about 3 p.m., uh, and we all have to get through it to get to the end of our days. We all want to get to 7 o'clock and watch your Orlando Magic play, but there's a day of work to get through. There are so many things to do before then, so bust through those walls with Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. I do not suggest running into physical walls. That's, that's, that's probably not a good idea. Easy to take it. It comes easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put in your briefcase, your golf bag, or in your pocket to use throughout the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and much better results. Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work, beta-alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. BuiltGo then goes, kicks in to keep you going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins. Visit builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Coming up next week, especially on Monday's episode of Lockdown Magic, we will recap the Magic's two games against the Atlanta Hawks. So, more no episodes over the weekend. So we're not doing the weekend episodes until the playoffs, hopefully. Um, but we will be back on Monday to recap both games against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll take them in full as we'll officially be halfway through the preseason. Amazing. Um, the Magic will then, of course, play a couple more preseason games coming up here at the end of the week uh, against the Charlotte Hornets as the Magic return home. Uh, to to finish off their preseason with a two-game set against Charlotte. So we'll have plenty to talk about. Um, So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Magic to get your Monday episodes and your Monday recaps of the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Good stuff, as always. But there's still a lot to look forward to and a lot to watch as these games move on. Um, The first place to start is obviously with the rookies. Um, You know, again, there is a mild obsession with the rookies. Um, It's not a bad thing. But new players are always exciting, and especially players that come with a lot of buzz and energy that rookies come with. Um, Orlando has waited a long time to see Chuma Okiki. And and frankly, as interesting as as I think Cole Anthony is, and I think Cole Anthony is a very, very interesting player, um, I am more interested to see what Chuma Okiki looks like. Um, There's a lot of firsts, obviously, and and there's going to be a lot of struggle and a lot of uh, kind of figuring things out. And and certainly, from the sound of things, Chuma Okiki is still figuring a lot of things out. Um, it, from from the sound of things, you know there are flashes of what Chuma can do. There are flashes of uh, kind of the defensive ace he can be, of the shooter he can be. But it's all still hesitant. Um, you know, Evan Fournier said it best a, a couple days ago or earlier this week that you know when Okiki gets aggressive and gets confident, he's gonna be good. Um, Magic players all seem to understand the talent that this kid has. But because of the fact that he hasn't played basketball in nearly two years, March 2019 was when he tore his ACL, there is a big mystery. And frankly, no one, you know, no, you know, unless you've been through a torn ACL and you've come back from it, you, I don't think you can really explain or understand what Okiki's going through. Uh, and not necessarily a struggle, but the... The, the work that he's had to put in to get back and, and the uncertainty of getting back to playing at this high of a level. Uh, he he obviously has a lot of work to do. Um, he obviously has put in a ton of work to just get back to this point. Um, but there's probably still some hesitancy, some, frankly some nervousness, um, about playing again. And, and I think something that, that Okiki's experiencing and something that... He's certainly going to have to to fight his way through. Is is just being out on the court again? You know, when the rookies were on, were the rookies were on their their media teleconferences uh, earlier in training camp? You know, I did ask them when did it feel, when will it feel real that you're in the NBA? Was it is it when you put the jersey on? Is it when you play your first practice? Is it going to be for the for these first games? Um, and I and I think for Okiki, you know, certainly they there there's a speed gap that he has to come up with, and there's a confidence gap he has to come up with. I'm really high on Chuma Okiki. I think Chuma Okiki is going to be a very, very good player in this league. Um, I think the Magic you know, have a guy that's going to fit and fill a role for this team and be a vital piece to this team moving forward. Will he be a starter? I don't know. I don't know what his ultimate role is. I don't know what his ultimate ceiling is going to be. But I do think the Magic would not have taken the risk on this guy if, if they weren't completely sold on him. And just watching the tape that I've seen, this is a guy that, that fits and checks a lot of boxes. And so... This first year, again, and it's going to be the same with Jonathan Isaac next year, by the way. I hope everyone is prepared for this. I mean, I know I made this point, I think, when we were talking a little bit about the potential for a Russell Westbrook trade. Jonathan Isaac's going to need this year to recover and then another year to get back. Chumo Kiki is going to need this year to get back, just to get confident and comfortable again Um, and just be, be able to move. And I think the Magic are going to be very cautious and keep a close eye on him but a lot of what's going to have to happen in this preseason and especially early on in the season is Chuma Okiki's going to have to be comfortable and confident. He's going to have to learn how to use his body and how to get better and and, and that's obviously not super easy to do. Um, It is not not a sure thing. It is not a, a, a given. It is not promised. Okiki's just gonna have to get better. He's just gonna have to fight through this and and, and see himself succeed. And again, that's why I think it's really key how Steve Clifford is bringing these rookies along. He's putting them in in positions that he feels they can succeed at. He's not trying to throw too much at them. Um, you know, James Ennis and Terrence Ross will not be playing uh, in 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 Friday's game at least. Um, and so, you know, there's some. I've had a lot of people ask, oh, is that, does that mean Chumo Kiki's gonna start? I honestly don't think that's going to be the case. I think the Magic are going to end up starting Michael Carter Williams and move Evan Fournier to the three. Um, I think a, that's probably a combination that that Clifford wants to see play out. Um, but I, I think they want to just still manage Jumo Kiki. They don't want to put the pressure of him being a starter. They don't want to put that kind of expectation on him. And again, and if and if they do, to me that would be a signal that he's ready. That they feel he that they feel he's ready to take that on, even in a preseason game. Um, but. Okiki's going to have to regain confidence. And I think we're all curious to actually see him play because it's been a long time. And the same curiosity is going to be there for Cole Anthony. You know, I-, I wanted to see Cole Anthony get into the offense. I want to see how he runs the offense. Um, it- how much he scores doesn't matter. I- I- if he goes two for 10, I'm not going to, the world isn't going to end. What's going to matter to me is that all oh, the shots he's getting within the rhythm of the offense, you know, he had that reputation at North Carolina being a bit of a ball hog, being a bit of a shot of a shot taker. Um, and a bit of a chucker, but you know, a lot of people also argued, well, that's because North Carolina didn't have much to build around him. North Carolina didn't have much to work around him, and so he had to take those shots to carry the team to give them the best chance to win. I want to see how he runs the offense. Are the shots he's taking quality shots? Are they good shots? Are they shots that the offense wants them to take? Is he getting others involved? Is, is Are the magic functioning offensively with him out there, especially without Terrence Ross in that second unit? It's going to be a bit of a test for Cole Anthony. For both rookies, everyone has been very, you know, overly effusive of their praise. To be perfectly honest, um, I think not that it's not that you, know, you don't expect them to say good things about teammates, but I feel like you know, Quifford's gone out of his way to say how impressed he's been with Cole Anthony. Um, Ken Birch has gone out of his way to say you know Chumo Kiki's really good. Evan Fournier has gone out of his way to say look, you know, it's going to take some time with Chuma. But we've, we're seeing the kind of talent that he has and the kind of impact that he can make. These, these players, you know, the teammates, his teammates are making, are, are kind of putting the magic um, and putting their rookies in a position where, you know, they're, they, where they seem like they're, they're finding some success early on in Trinity camp. And of course, this is the data points we get, you know, especially with the pandemic. We're not anywhere near practice. We're not in the gym. We're not seeing the Magic, you know, play or go through scrimmages at all. The only data points we have are the preseason and are these games. And so, more than anything else, I I, want to see what Chumo Kiki looks like. I want to see what Cole Anthony looks like. I want to see what these players look like. There's one more player that we all want to see what he looks like uh, when when the preseason begins. We'll talk about Markel Fultz and the potential impact he can make as the preseason begins.
0: Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Don't forget to tune in to the Locked On NBA podcast all next week, the the 2020-2021 season. That is a mouthful. Is almost here and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning Monday, December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our locked on local experts, including us here at Locked On Magic, plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts today and be sure to be there to get the lowdown on every team in the NBA, all on the Locked on NBA podcast. The biggest storyline, though, coming into this preseason, coming into to, to these next set of games, is really for the Orlando Magic about who steps up. Um, we've, we've made no bones about it. We've made no secret about it that this season feels a little bit like a transition year. It feels a little bit like the Magic are beginning to turn the page onto their next generation, into their next grouping, or into their next um, next focus, um, the next era of this team. Um, there are veteran players. Their contracts are set to expire. New contracts are set to be signed. The Magic have established their foundation and, and at least a little bit of their culture, and very clearly have kind of hit or at least feels like they've hit a little bit of a ceiling. So much of this season like like we've said is yes about making the playoffs again, but the secondary goal is to develop this young talent, to to provide a future. As, as I've often said here, you're never stuck where you are. You know, being mediocre is fine as long as you have a path forward. And this season is about figuring out that path forward we talked about the rookies and Cole Anthony and Chuma Kiki they're a big piece of that puzzle of figuring out that path forward but it's going to take internal development from some of the bigger names is Aaron Gordon going to finally take that star leap and we're very ex- I, honestly i'm very eager to see him play i am i'm am an unabashed Aaron Gordon fan I, I i like his game when it is when it is when it's on um and finding consistency and and finding the level of play that he needs has been a huge struggle but he is more than capable and and this is a big year for him but this is also a big year for Markel Fultz and whether the Magic are able to take another step and take a leap may very well come down to Markel Fultz and, and the kind of season that he can have and the kind of growth that he can show Fultz essentially played his rookie season last year. Essentially, he went through the NBA ringer for the first time. Yes, he played those 33 games with the Sixers, but injuries kept him from really experiencing the NBA. And Fultz passed that rookie season with flying colors. 12 points, 5 assists per game. You know, nothing spectacular, but enough to make you really believe. You know, they always say, you know by the end of a player's rookie contract what kind of player he's going to be, and that won't be the case for Markel Fultz. But barring a contract being signed in the next few days or in the next week, this is his chance to prove it. This is his chance to prove who he is and what he can become. And so far, it sounds like he's done it. Steve Clifford has gone out of his way to to say you all will see how good marco fultz has become when we start playing these scrimmages you all will see the kind of player he is the kind of potential he has you all will see it because in practice it sounds like he has become the player a lot of us have imagined a player who has taken command in the reins of the t- of the team as, the, as a vocal leader and point guard. Something that certainly as a rookie, it is tough to do. It is tough to be that front and center as a rookie. Just again, you just naturally defer to older players who you know what they're doing. And this Magic team seems to have empowered him to take more reins. Clifford said that Fultz's shot is looking closer to what it was at Washington, where he was a very good three-point shooter. And Fultz said he put in a lot of work on his pull-up three-point shooting as well as his off-the-dribble three-point shooting uh, as a means to improve. Um, you know, again, maybe we're not expecting a huge jump overnight or, you know, jumping from a 30% three-point shooter to a 40% three-point shooter. But just getting to 33 or 34 or 35% is going to make the defense pause and think about him a little bit. And that's all he needs. Magic fans have been undoubtedly high on Fultz from the beginning. Obviously, it's a former number one pick, a huge get talent-wise. But, there's still, but there was always still more work to do. There was always still an extra element that needed to happen. And for sure, that element still needs to happen. The Magic still need to see faults take that step forward. Get to that next level. And whether he's able to, could very well determine whether the Magic compete for a playoff spot or perhaps surprise everyone and do something a little bit more. There's definitely a confidence about Marco Foltz in the way that he talks. He's he's definitely more sure of himself and definitely more comfortable in his surroundings. Again, certainly a product of experience, which helps so much. But as we begin to figure out what this Magic team is going to be, there are just so many questions that need to be answered. And we're not talking about big-picture questions. We're not talking about questions that pertain to next year. We're talking about this microscopic, this microeconomic pe- uh, question of how this team plays, how this 15-man unit this this year, the 2021 Orlando Magic function. And if Marco Fultz is a capable shooter, if he is a more assertive point guard, then all of a sudden the outlook looks different. It's the same case with Aaron Gordon. After the, after the year of injuries that he had, if he looks like a more efficient scorer and a better playmaker, all of a sudden now the Magic have a bunch of good passers and playmakers uh, that, that can hopefully lead to more efficient shots. You Nikola Vucevic is still one of the best passing big men in the league. And, you know, again, I haven't talked much about Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier because at this point we know what we're going to get from them. And and if the Magic get a reliable 16 from Evan Fournier, they don't need 18, and get a reliable 19-20 from Nikola Vucevic, Fultz and Gordon and, and Ross and Anthony and everyone else can fill in the rest. We're not going to get the answer to all of these questions in Friday's preseason game or in Sunday's preseason. We're not going to get all the answers. It's going to be a continual process throughout the course of the season. But we will begin to see what is possible. And that's what this preseason's about. What is possible for this group? How is this team going to look? How are they going to progress? And what can they accomplish? We think we know because the magic changed so little. We think we understand it but there is still a whole lot more work to do. The Orlando Magic begin that work Friday against the Atlanta Hawks. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I unfortunately will not be able to watch Friday's game live, and I'm not 100% certain I'll be able to watch Sunday's game live. But I will have recaps of both games. Uh, I'm hoping that I'll be able to watch both on League Pass on tape delay. Um, so we, I will have thoughts and analysis on those games on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, we'll talk about them more on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Have a very happy game day. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.